welcome to another Venue Podcast with the three amigos from Venue. Yes, we're missing Brian today. This is Podcast 35. I'm Josh. I'm Will. And I'm Philip. And today we've got some great news topics and we've got some initial impressions and thoughts on Windows 10. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually pretty happy about Windows 10. Coming from a Mac person, let's that, not mean, that should mean it. a lot. Come on. Well, let's not spoil let's it. Let's get the, on. Let's, yeah, let's, let's do, do some the, news. Do we'll, get all, we'll get into the goodies as we go yeah. through. So we'll get back to the to, to Apple. Yes. As, as the Apple fanboy in the room, Apple is testing something like a phone service. Is this? Yeah. So the, the, the rumor that came out earlier this morning was that Apple was actually going to be an NV. No provider. This which has been which a rumor for like six years. I don't know. It, it has, may have. It's has been it? on and off for like six years. Well, anyway, today the uh, Verge actually posted something that said, "Hey, you know, this is this could be happening. There's the Apple's in talks." And basically, what this is, what this means is, Apple would be a uh, cell phone provider. So your carrier, you'd actually pay Apple for your cell phone usage, similar to how Google's Google Fi. Phi would be mm-hmm. you know, Google being an in an in V. I keep wanting to say that in VNO provider as well. I think the, the the data would still run on some network, whether if it's Sprint or AT and T or whatnot. Yeah. It'd run on a carrier, right? But you would actually do the transaction through Apple. Well, anyway, so this came out uh, literally probably God maybe thirty minutes after the rumor came out. Apple released something. To the press saying, "Nope, uh, this is just a rumor. We have we, we're not denying any rumor that's coming around that we're going to be a cell phone service carrier." So, so whenever Apple denies something or says that something is dumb, that's generally like a confirmation you know, that they're you doing know, it right. And, and exactly, and you brought up some 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 good topics. Yeah. Uh, one of the one I'm going to say is, you know, Steve Jobs once says, "No, mm-hmm. who wants to watch video on an yep. iPod? No and one he, wants that." He said, "Who wants to read books on one of these little devices?" And he also said, uh, "No one wants uh, one of these little tablets." He was like referring to seven eight inch tablets, and now we have an iPad Mini. Yeah. Yep. So. so could this is this just an Apple smokescreen to kind of put things in quiet a little bit, or do we could we possibly see Apple being a cell phone provider? So I think it makes a, a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, yeah, right? That's because what, that's, that's what I was about to ask. It is, makes, does it does it make sense? That's I don't the know. one part yeah. of the equation that Apple doesn't control, and they hate it. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, they can't control the level of service and like how happy you are with AT and T or Verizon or T Mobile or Sprint. Yes, and that would kind of coincide with I'm going to own the hardware, I'm going to own the software, yeah. I'm going to own the service. Apple wants to own the whole stack. Now, if they were an NVNO provider, what would that actually mean? It so means they still ride on the network. They still ride on the network, yeah. so they're still... Other people's networks. So they're still bind yeah. by the carriers that have been in the cell phone right. business for years and years and years and years. Yeah. But they could offer custom services possibly maybe some additional software technology or service technology that rides on top of that maybe I don't know that they could I don't know how much control they would have over that because I mean you, you have to ride on either AT&T mm-hmm. Verizon T-Mobile or Sprint so right they, so they'd mm-hmm. be like a cricket right they so would be like cricket, a cricket cricket, yeah. Rides, yeah. cricket rides on AT&T uh, Metro PCS rides on T-Mobile Boost Mobile rides on Sprint mm-hmm. and I don't I don't what is oh uh, Virgin Mobile rides on Verizon right I think that's their in, I've in never Vino. looked at Virgin yeah. The only thing we so, looked at was Cricket a while back. Remember, we yeah. were all going, ooh, Cricket. Right. So usually these NVNO uh, carriers are cheaper. or there's, there's like some caveat with them. Like Cricket is um, 
where they're limited at eight megabits down. Yeah, but everything yeah. else is exactly it's it's basically AT and T. Yeah, and it's I was, just cheap. Yeah, I was interested in Cricket just looking from the cost savings, but then I was like, well, you know, eight gigabits, eight. Megabits. Megabits a yeah. second is actually pretty fast. It is but for a phone, right? I mean, because if you actually just do a speed is. test, yeah, yeah. even around this building sometimes, I walk yeah. around just to do a speed test, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting nine megabits right now. Yeah, which is a lot. Like you say, it's, it's a lot. fast enough. It's a lot for a cell phone. The only thing I would need, would the only thing I could conceptually use that extra bandwidth is if I'm tethering my laptop, and mm-hmm. I'm somewhere where I need that extra oomph. Yep. Yeah. Does it really matter? No. Yeah. Just Facebook updates, you know, yeah. a couple megabits is probably fine. Yep. But so if Apple controls that, yes. then what do they actually gain? I, I guess it's just like the level of service that they can provide. Not necessarily the service itself, because they still have to say, if, I mean, if AT&T's uh, so, reception is bad, they don't get to control so, that. But they can say, hey, we're sorry. Uh, this is what we can do to make it better. They can they can sell it with the iPhone and make it all so one he, yeah. single experience. So here's what Apple could do that would be cool. So Apple could say, you know what? You want to buy your phone? So it, it, it kind of breaks the, the, the thought process of having a contract. Mm-hmm. And Apple could maybe do whatever they wanted. So Apple could say, yeah, you know what? You can buy your phone anytime you want to. Would it be? Is it going to be a locked, unlocked scenario? Is it going to be a contract? So this would open up the capabilities for maybe Apple to have a, a no contract option, but still maybe have some type of subsidization on the phone, right? So mm-hmm. you know this iPhone six plus is like a thousand dollar phone, basically. Maybe if Apple, if you buy the carrier, the service through Apple. You'll be having a nice seamless experience. You go to the Apple Store. You don't have to deal with the AT and T or carrier. Walk into Apple Store. You say, "Hey, I want my phone." Maybe it'll be cheaper than, you know, retail MSRP that mm-hmm. you'd get from AT and T. Maybe it'd be some kind of bundle with other services. Right. So doesn't T Mobile already do that? Or some other? Some I cost, think some, some, do. some do that. Like yeah. you can upgrade your phone after like six months. You just like you're basically you're leasing your phone the whole time. And yeah. You pay like whatever it is, like twenty five dollars a month, and then at the end of the six months, you're just like, I don't want this phone anymore, and you give it back, and you right. get a new phone. Right, but I think but then you're you never still, own the phone. Yeah, you never own the phone. And what I like to do is after you know I get a new phone, I go sell this on, like we talked on last podcast, Gazelle yeah. or Swap or something like this. Mm-hmm. So I think if Apple did have the service, did have the phone, the operating system, everything, I think it could be a little bit more flexible for people. All right, so here's a thought. Maybe, I don't know. Here's a thought that a lot of other, a lot of tech pundits like to say that um, Apple doesn't have to make money on each component of what they create, right? So Apple makes the chip, like the A8 the A8 chip inside of iPhones or iPads or whatever else it's in. But, but they don't necessarily have to make money on that. They just have to make money on the whole package. So if they own the service, could they like sell an iPhone for like twelve hundred dollars and it just comes with service for a year or, hey, you know or what? whatever? And that if they did that, that would be that would be interesting. I might actually look at something like that. Or you just maybe they just offer service for you know hundred bucks a month and you get whatever iPhone they have at the moment. But how long is that? How long is that good for? Let's say you get a hundred dollars a month. You yeah. have to have that phone for a year before you get another one. Yeah, maybe something like that. You know, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. that would. So I, I think so. I don't, I don't. I think we're jumping the gun, and we're reading a lot into yeah. it right now. Apple yeah. did clearly came out and said, "Hey, we are not doing this. This is a rumor. They deny any plans of it. So we're kind of we're kind of stoking the rumor fire here by doing this. Yeah, but I don't believe it you at know, all. we can dream about what would happen. We could be like, you know, let's see what. You know. I don't believe it at all. I mean, Google's doing it. Why wouldn't Apple want to do it? Well, yeah. The thing is, is I can see True. I can see where Google really wants to to do this because they are more of a content provider. Whereas Apple isn't as much of a content provider, so I don't know. I mean, I could 
beats one, really. Yeah. That's um, a content. True. True it is. But I, I, like I said, I could see Google do it quicker. And I don't know if Apple has as much to gain. You know, yeah. everything everything that we've talked about has been and, for phones. What if Apple I was joking about Beats One, by the way. Uh, <laughs> what if, what I've if, tried to listen to it, and it's hit or miss sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what it, what if, was a joke. Okay, well, great. What if Apple <laughs> sells a cell phone service where they promise they're not snooping on what you do? No. Does, doesn't 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 Verizon doesn't Verizon track your uh, track your something? They just, like track your at like uh, you track with advertising or something like that. I, I, I thought I read something about that a while back, but I mean you know Apple's the privacy company, so I don't know. I'm fine with well. I yeah. used to have a website called whereiswill.com, and it actually I had my phone. Every every twelve minutes would wait. Pump. Was that where is Will or please Rob Will? <laughs> no, it was well. Either way, it was uh, where's Will dot com, and I had a little Google app, and it would push my location to the uh, map servers every every like twelve oh, minutes, man. and then it uh, would update. A, so someone could go to where's Will dot com and it'd pull up a Google map and find you. I had a little smiling face. That is exactly <laughs> what I want. I don't have it anymore. Want, oh, you man. sure? Well, man. I don't have it anymore because Why did you take that down. Because How am I supposed it, to stalk you I now? deemed it. I we deemed it started to be. It started to be a little oh. creepy when I had people on on the internet. Go what? Ahead. Yeah. No. No. I don't mind if friends Wait. do it. Like I don't mind if friends do like find my friends and someone wants to know where I'm at. I'll I'll, I'll accept most friendships. <laughs> but what people are, I don't know. Should I ask what friendships you will not accept? Uh, <laughs> 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 I won't accept people who are just. You know, hey, I don't know. I've never talked to this person in the real world before. I want to be a friend. Even on Facebook, I literally go, eh, no, I'm not going to. You know, unless it's someone, a friend of a friend or someone that I know or I feel comfortable with, I usually just die, everybody. Um, but, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is with Apple's phone service, you'd get a much more reliable signal for people to find you. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you guys use the Find My Friends app on your phone? No. Really? No. I don't even know that I have it on my phone. You do, because it, you can't take it off. I think I don't, no, no, can it's iOS it 9. In iOS 9, you can't take it off. Yeah. In iOS 8, it's optional. I, I use it. I use it for the family thing, because I, I don't know where my wife is, my son is. And I can, we use that a lot, because if they're going somewhere, I know, hey, where my, when my, where my son is, or if he's leaving. And, you know, talking about privacy, I do tell him, look, this is how you turn it off, son. If you want to do something you don't want Dad to see, this is how you turn it off. Now, I urge you to keep it on because if you need Dad for something, I know where to find you. And I don't have to go through a lot of, you know, stress there. So, and the same thing with everyone I think that uses these things. You should say, look, you can, this is how you turn it off. You really don't want us to watch you, fine. But it would behoove you to leave it on so in case of an emergency, we know where you're at. In case Apple needs to find you. You know, you. you never know when Apple might need to find you. They mm-hmm. might have to sell you a new exciting product. Yeah, exactly. You too might need to come play for you. Mm-hmm. Right in your face without you asking. Yeah. So speaking about new and exciting products. Speaking of new and exp- exciting products, Gamescom 2015 is happening right now. Um, yeah. It's a fairly large game conference. And Xbox One has had some news and some announcements. Mm-hmm. Um by Microsoft, Xbox One is by Microsoft. PlayStation Four is by by Sony. Sony. By Sony. Um, and so we are going to talk about Microsoft today. In our topic, we're going to talk about Windows Ten, and and part of the big announcements is that the Xbox One is going to get DVR, and they're also you're also going to be able to stream your games um, from Windows Ten to your Xbox. Correct. From your 
Xbox. From your Xbox to, to Windows, Windows 10? 10? And that's not a you're going to be I able thought you to. Could that's go a you that's can. That's now. Both yeah. ways. Maybe you can. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think you can go both ways because I was reading an article that said you can have the game installed in your Windows PC and actually play it on your Xbox. It's like a third yeah. screen or, so, or screen yeah. or something. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big thing is, is you know, the DVR function mm-hmm. is supposed to be coming to Xbox. Um, I think there's a new version come out with it's got terabyte of storage locally, which I say everyone needs because. You know, they're coming to, it'll be a day soon. It's really now that people won't go buy media. What if it's all in the cloud? Well, it's funny you say that. It is in the cloud. So I can, like, go to the Xbox store, purchase a game. Hopefully you have high-speed internet by, say, a provider like Etel. Got to get a gig. Oh, my gig. And you can download these, you can download these videos. You can download these videos very, very quickly. The, well, not videos. These games are very, very click, quickly, but they reside on your hard disk, not in a media, not in a physical media like a DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you need that storage. Um, new games are coming. So with the GamesCon 2015, there's new versions of like Halo coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the, there's been some update to some of the some of the complexity of what the games can do. Some of the rendering engines engines have been updated. So it, it's fairly interesting. Now the question is, I own an Xbox One. Technically, it's my son's. I don't ever get on it. But do you own ex- do you own consoles? And would you buy a console in the future? <laughs> <laughs> You're giggling like, no, no I'm not buying no. it. So, in in my house, we have a a working PlayStation One, mm. uh, a halfway working PlayStation very, Two, very very retro, a PlayStation Three, and that's that's the as new as it goes. We have an Xbox 360, mm-hmm. uh, a GameCube, and Nintendo 64, which is my favorite console. Yeah, yeah I I'd still I still that. play games on Nintendo 64. Sometimes my wife and I play Mario Kart Double Dash on the um, on the GameCube, but other than that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's we we're, we PC game. So you do you do game, but you do it on PC. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, Game, but PC. So yeah, so I um I have a PlayStation 3. Um I only use it to stream Netflix or Hulu or Amazon. I have not really played a game on it since probably 6 9 months. Wow. Yeah, I played Journey, which is a fantastic game. Like the band yeah, but it's a game. <laughs> is that a game about the band? No, no. 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 Yeah. I don't have uh, I, I, my question is this, you know, I want, and you were, we were just talking about this, we, we want to get into playing these games. Oh, it's yeah, just, totally. It's, I don't know if it's time or, or what, or money. You know, how many, these things are money expensive. Um, with me moving and, you know, I'm in the market for a new television, and I'm mm-hmm. looking at getting a nice big, huge, you know, nice 65-inch TV with 4K, I might actually think about getting an Xbox for the living room. Uh, I don't play many games. And the, only ga- the last few games I've played were actually driving games. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Um, Forza, because I love driving cars, and this is probably will be the closest I get to actually driving a Ferrari Enzo or a mm-hmm. LaFerrari La or something like this. Um, so I do enjoy that, and I think having that experience on like a really nice television makes a world of difference. Yeah, the problem for me is that um, I've been able to get PCs that are much better than whatever the consoles have been, yes. and being able to get a better experience, even connecting to TVs. Mm-hmm. Like I've just grabbed an HDMI, plugged my laptop into the TV, mm-hmm. grabbed a controller, and boom, it's a console. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's really so been my. Big I totally, up. I agree. Let me say this: I do agree that people who build custom PCs, and even even uh, in the case of like a laptop, mm-hmm. uh, you'll have a better experience. For me, the, with Xbox One and Xbox Live and that whole ecosystem, it's a guarantee of a certain level 
like for, for instance, your your PC, you may be gaming at a certain level, and someone who's either got a better PC or someone who's got a slower PC will have a different experience, and now you're competing against people who you know you don't know where they're coming from. With uh, Xbox One, my and this is just my opinion; I could be wrong. Everyone's kind of at a level set. Everyone has an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. They're all going to have a similar experience, whether if it's good, bad, great, mediocre, whatever. They'll all be kind of on the same level playing field. Yeah. So that's something that I kind of like in game consoles. Um, and, and when I did play my son's Xbox for a few minutes, <laughs> that's all he would let me play it for, the display was awesome. Even on just the 1080p, actually his TV yeah. is 720p, but just to have that new engine yeah. looks looks beautiful. So Does Nintendo have a console yet that actually does HD? I don't know. I don't think they do. I think the Wii U will. Does it? I think it does 720, okay. yeah. Um, but I've actually thought about getting an actual Wii. Whoa. Like old school yeah. Wii. Oh, because, yeah, we have one of those. But because it's got a lot of the old, you know, you can go into the Nintendo ecosystem and mm. buy a lot of the old games digitally. Mm. That way I don't have to go and find, you know, Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64. Oh, but that's and, so much fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you play right. any of the old Atari games? Or is that, that like. What, what is way, an Atari? That is like way, way. That's so my first computer <laughs> system actually was an Atari 2600 that I played uh, all sorts of great games like Combat, Space Invaders, Pitfall. Yeah. No? No. <laughs> okay. My first game system was a Super Nintendo. So I went from the Vic, tw- uh, not a Vic 20, I went from a uh, Apple, I'm sorry, an Atari 2600, then I think we had a ColecoVision for a little while, and then we went to PC, we went to um, Commodore Vic 20 and 64, and then compute PCs. There you go. Windows PCs, right? Windows, well, DOS first, then Windows. Then Windows. But yeah, we were a Windows, Windows. <laughs> we were a Windows strong family for a long time before I switched to Mac. And now this brings us into our topic today, right? Which is Windows 10, which could get you to switch away from Mac. Is that what I'm hearing? That's what I'm hearing too. Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> no. It'll take a lot for for me to switch away from Mac. Apple will have to do something that really hurts me physically. Physically, or you know, data loss, or you know, they screw something up really bad. Um, I wasn't too happy when they went from Aperture and Fortress into moving to Photos because I'm really not happy with the Photos app mm. as much as I was with Aperture. Aperture really is a superior um, photo editing, cataloging piece of software for a for a photographer, whether you're professional or not. I think it's irrelevant. It's good for anyone. Uh, this wishes the photos, as you know. So anyway, I'll give that was that was strike one for Apple. Back to Windows Ten. But let's get back to Windows. What we're talking about. First impression. So, so last it, podcast, it rolled out. It rolled out since we talked. Yes. Windows yep. Windows is rolled out. I've installed it on a virtual computer. Runs on a Mac. But anyway, it's running on a VM. What are your first impressions? And then we'll round about to back to the. I've not. I've not actually installed it. Josh, that's so disappointing. No, I'm sorry. It's free. I, Just I, go get it. I tried. I went and clicked the little button several times at the bottom of the that's, Windows button, oh, you, and it just said it told me that I'm not ready yet for oh, Windows no. 10. You're, you're ready. Not, you're you're not, so you're ready. Not cool it said enough. I'm not. Yeah. You you were ready. You just had to do the right thing. <laughs> So no, seriously. If it, if it told you that you weren't ready, you could have just typed a command into the command prompt, and it would have it would have forced downloaded and installed. Yeah, I'm it. not sure why it wouldn't install That's it. That's why listening now. to this podcast is a yeah. great educational thing for you, yes. and for yeah. all of us. Yes, I will sit and listen <laughs> to the wisdom that you yeah. guys. Can. So so if so like if someone had a problem like Josh mm-hmm. and could not get his 
bits the way he wanted. He could go to the command line. Yeah. Why is that funny? Bits, you know, bits yeah. and bytes. Yeah, bits and bytes, right. <laughs> he could go to the command line and run some command that would actually force the installation. Yeah. Um, if you open an administrative command prompt and type in wuauclt.exe slash update now, it force downloads uh, Windows 10 and installs it. Um, and also, if you guys remember, uh, at the end of the last podcast, or during the last podcast, we were talking about that the folder that uh, all the pre-staged yeah. bits mm-hmm. were getting put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after the podcast, like I said I would, I clicked on the setup button, and it said it couldn't find boot.wim or something. Mm-hmm. Expected. I mean, it wasn't launch day. I was just trying for the, for the heck of it. And I did that on my Surface and my, my PC at home. And of course, that broke the update on both of them. <laughs> so I had to I had to clean out my Windows. Uh, I had to I had to run disk cleanup and clean out the Windows update uh, install mm-hmm. uh, cache, whatever it's called. I had to delete the uh, system system some kind of system update catalog I forgot in the Windows folder, mm. and it, I had to run the command I just told you to. Force, to force redownload it. I had to redownload the whole thing again. But if you waited and, and were patient, it probably would yeah. Have if I wouldn't have clicked on that setup, you know, the day before it came out, I probably would have been fine. I don't blame you because I would have done the same thing. I'm like, oh, I want to get it. Out. I don't know. It's there on my computer. Why can't I just turn it on? I don't know why I did it on both computers. That was probably not smart. Okay, but so I did it. <laughs> you're running it now. You're running it on your Surface yes, uh-huh. and on a my high performance gaming PC. I like performance gaming PC. I'd like to know impressions. I'd like to know whether or not it's worth me going and downloading it. Let's start with Phil. Phil, okay. what do you say? All right, so unlike most people, I guess, I actually really liked Windows 8.1. Um, even I, even I, on my desktop. I thought it was all right. Yeah, even even yeah. on my desktop, I really liked Windows 8.1. <laughs> I'm not, so I, I wasn't ever one of those people that like stuck with the older operating system because the new one was quote unquote bad. Like I actually liked Windows Vista. I used it. I used Windows 8.1. So when I updated to Windows 8.1 on my desk, I mean, when I updated to uh, Windows 10 on my desktop, I was like, yeah, this this is good. This is how it probably should be on a desktop. On my Surface, I feel like it's a step backwards, really. Uh, I really I really like Whoa. I really like Windows 10. It's not bad, but it, it it's definitely a step backwards in some aspects on a touchscreen device. Like what? So, um, there is no touch native browser now there used to be metro ie which was the the touch the, like the fully touch um version of internet explorer so that was yeah. what i use on windows 8.1 that's gone now so i can't use that anymore uh so like I, there were like some actions like gestures you could do in metro ie that don't work in microsoft edge and there is no like full screen fully immersive touch mode in that anymore and that's what it is like for most apps now hmm. so that's kind of disappointing, and and tablet mode exists, and that's pretty cool. Um, whenever I take my keyboard off, it automatically switches to tablet mode, which was an option. I could tell it not to do that if I don't want to do that, but I told it, yes, please do that. Um, whenever you switch to tablet mode, it automatically adds a back button, like the back button in Windows Phone. Uh, I assume that's because Windows 10 is all one operating system now, so it'll probably... Hmm. So developers can yeah. build, in, build in whatever they want the back button to do, yeah. and it'll do that on tablets and on Windows phones and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's kind of cool, but overall, I mean, I would still upgrade because, again, I've never been the type of person to to hold back on the upgrade, but it's they're just... I wish, I wish they would have kept some of the tablet stuff yeah. while, while still giving the desktop users back what they wanted, So right? Yeah, so I wish what they, what they would have done, and, as I, and I agree with you, but... 
they should have written into a little bit more into the code of so like you were saying when you're docked with your keyboard you're in Windows 10 mode start yeah. button start button mode. mode and yeah. when you pull off your, your your tablet and you're actually in tablet mode it's more touchscreen mm-hmm. uh, what I, what I would say is maybe you want more of that separation more of that distinction between mm-hmm. tablet and and desktop mode um, my impression is I like it it's a worthwhile upgrade it's free shouldn't really cost you anything for the um, first year. For the first year. Yeah. Um, you can downgrade back to Windows 8.1 for a month after you install it, if you yeah. wanted to for some reason. I think you can downgrade to Windows 7 as well, but I'm not 100% sure about I, that. I was never a big fan of Windows 8.1. I used it from a des- desktop for a while, for well, a year, two years. Whenever it first came out, I installed it. And it was okay. I got used to it. But I will say, after running Windows 10, it just feels more comfortable. It reminds me more of what I liked Windows for, just the look and feel. And I still do get the tiles. I still do get some of that immersiveness of uh, of live tiles and things from the start bar. So I really like what they've done in the interface. The user interface is nice. Um, you know, they did make changes to, well, I guess from Windows 8.1, not too much. Like from the control panel is kind of the same. It's, uh, actually, it's, still, it's actually a good bit different. It's still Windows underneath. Mm-hmm. But I like it. I think it's worth the upgrade. I think it's worth the upgrade or worth the trouble switching. Mm-hmm. And you're really not doing anything. You're not switching like from Mac to PC. You're just installing a new version of Windows. Your application should still all work, right? There's no application that won't be supported unless it's something that's really legacy that would, wasn't supported under Windows 7 or Windows 8. Um, maybe drivers. I don't know if there was people, people were having problems with drivers or not, but... On my desktop, I mean, I had to run Windows Update to get the latest uh, NVIDIA drivers for yeah. my video card. But other than that, it was fine. But that was something that kind of did it for you. You ran the update and yeah. said, hey, there's new drivers. Go get them and things are good. Um, I will say, if anyone's doing any of these major operating system upgrades, first thing to do is take a backup. Yep. Backup your system. If I was doing this upgrade, I would do two types of backups. I would do one, um, just copy your files off. So if it's... Your pictures, music, movies, just drag them off onto a USB drive. That's really, really simple to do. So do start with that. Number two, do some type of operating system backup. If you have Windows um, 8 or whatever, there's there's an embedded backup utility. Do that. Do a full backup. And if you really want to be snazzy, do something like a ghost backup. Um, You know, where you're actually imaging the operating system, putting that on a hard drive. And if really things were bad, you can go back. You can boot that image up. Pull back mm-hmm. that that image, and you're you know rebooting your back end business. Um, I don't know the image. I don't necessarily know the, the, it would take time to do the image backup. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if Ghost is around these days. I don't think it is. You know, you can it, do like uh, bare metal restore backup or res- yeah backups with some backup products. But I mean, yeah, that doesn't what, what backup what backup tools does support that type of thing now? I mean, if there's no Ghost, is there like a, what was it for Mac? There's um, I know there's like Carbon, carbon Copy, copy Cloner. Mac and uh, some other And there's one another one, but I don't know if there's anything for the PC. I'm sure there is. I just don't yeah. know one off The hand. point is, have that third level backup mm-hmm. and then do what you want and rest assured yeah. that you're not going to lose anything. Or, or you can connect all of your stuff to your Microsoft account, keep your stuff in OneDrive, Whoa, and then it doesn't go you away. You could. That's yeah. right. That's right. So In when, the cloud. Yeah, so Windows lets you keep all of that stuff online, even your settings. So when you install a new operating system, 
or you like go on a different computer, it automatically pulls in how you have your your start menu or your tiles yeah. arranged. It pulls in your account picture and your background. Mm-hmm. And as long as you set it to do that. And if you buy a copy, your apps. if you buy a subscription to Office 365, you have a terabyte of storage through yeah, Microsoft. I, I have like 230 gigabytes of storage for free. What? Yeah. For like the next year, when year did, and a half. What? <laughs> so OneDrive gives you 15 gigabytes for free. Um, a while back, there was a thing where if you turned on automatic camera uploads in your OneDrive app, you got another 15 gigabytes permanently for free. So I have 30 permanent gigabytes. All right, and then next, Bing Bing Rewards did this thing where you click. I on, knew it was going to be Bing Rewards. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it's just like it, it wasn't. It wasn't like redeem your Bing Rewards. It was just like, hey, Bing Rewards members, click here to get 100 gigabytes of extra storage in OneDrive. And I was like, okay, oh, okay. free storage for another year and a half or whatever it was. Philip is the master of getting free stuff and not, <laughs> and not really paying for it. So hey, I think one legit. podcast, one podcast that we need to do is a Philip podcast <laughs> just on. How do we get more storage? How do we get yeah. points on our credit card? When do we yeah, switch buddy. credit cards off and do another one and <laughs> yeah. swap and roll to something else? So yeah. be on the lookout for a Phil podcast, a Phil exclusive. Yeah. Anyway, I don't remember what the other 100 gigabytes was from, but I got another 100 free gigabytes for doing something. And yeah. So. I, don't, actually, I, don't, I don't use anywhere near that. No. It was actually a company there. that was building a, an application that you installed that actually you win it, you, launch, you install their application. And then inside of their application, you map out to the different free cloud providers that you have. And then what it built is like a parody, like a raid, if you will, <laughs> of all the different cloud providers. So That's if you have 100 funny. gigabytes here, 15 gigabytes here, whatever, it would actually bundle them all together. Mm-hmm. And then it would write to this file system that would then distribute it out to mm-hmm. all the free cloud providers. Nice. So I don't know if that's really worth doing, but so if I'm sitting here listening to this and I've got Windows Seven or Windows Eight Point One, and I'm like, well, I'm pretty happy with this. I don't really feel like doing all the backups. Why? Why upgrade? Why? I mean, what is the big, big selling point for this so upgrade? There's really. So if you're on Windows Seven or Windows Eight and everything is running fine. I really don't know of any one particular thing oh, that you need to upgrade. Now, I will say that. Well, no, hang say, on. Right, just switch to hang Windows on. 10. And you'll be <laughs> okay. Yes, that would be the only viable other option. Uh, I would have to look and see when the end-of-life days yes. are for Windows 7, because that's going to go out of end-of-life of, end of first, and then eventually yeah. Windows 8. Plus, security updates. And I guess that goes with end-of-life, right? Yeah. So I, I, f- would, I would update to keep current, keep yeah. patched, keep the latest greatest, but is do you really if you were Joe Schmuckatelli who doesn't really care about computers and you use them as a tool and that's it, do you need to upgrade? I think there's actually one part of when I know Microsoft has like these multiple like life cycle dates where certain things end. I think there's one part of Windows Seven that's already actually end of life. Well, wow. then, then there you go. I don't then. remember which part that is, but. Let's see, Windows 7, January, end of mainstream support for Windows 7, January 13th, 2015. Okay, so whatever end of mainstream support means. There we go. So if yep. we, we'll put this in the show notes or in the blog. Um, okay, This great. shows yeah. a matrix of when the various operating systems go end mm-hmm. of life. So if we look back, Windows 8 doesn't go end of life until January 2018. That's a long, no, wait a minute, mainstream support. Uh, so let's just say mainstream extended support is probably you have to pay for. Let's so let's just say end of mainstream support. You've got support till 2018. That's a long time. You'll probably get a new computer by then. Windows 7 parts of it have already gone out of com- compliance or support. So latest update is Service Pack One. 
So I would say if you're on Windows 7, go ahead and upgrade. It's okay. worth it. But but so um, maintaining like security and you're, you know having the latest up to date software is a good is a very good reason. That's definitely not the only reason. Mm-mm. I mean, there's a there's a lot of cool new stuff in Windows 10 like um, Cortana. Cortana. Cortana is pretty cool. Yeah. So and also Microsoft is of course this time around they're making they're making it extremely easy for developers to get stuff into the week and into the Windows ecosystem into the store. Right. So if if you are an iOS developer or an Android developer, they're making it super easy to take your app and convert it into a Windows 10 app, not just like a Windows 10 phone app, like a, mm-hmm. a, a Windows 10 app that just runs across anything that runs Windows 10, which would be uh, Xbox, uh, Hololens, whenever that comes out, your Windows 10 computer, whether it be a tablet or a desktop, and your Windows 10 phone. And uh, I mean that's that's pretty cool, and that's a good thing that they're even though they're so far behind in that store aspect because the store on Windows 8.1 it was barren, it yeah, was it was, yeah. it was like ghost town basically. But, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I've, I've seen a, there's a bunch of stuff on the Windows 10 I mean, store. It's you know? it's so convenient to have a store to get stuff in. Like I know like we might not. Uh, do you do you use the the OS ten app store a lot, Will? Because oh, I yeah yeah um, I, I use it for some things. Whenever I realize that an app that I already have is in the app store. I delete it from my computer and re-download it from the App Store because it keeps all, it keeps so, everything up to date. So I, I don't agree. have to worry about keeping everything so, up to date anymore. So yes, I agree with you, and I've tried to migrate my applications to that. Yep. I've bought a couple of apps that I bought from the webs from the vendor website, and for me to actually go and buy it at the App Store mm-hmm. is a separate purchase. Yeah, that sucks. I only did that with one application because the application I was running had just gone. Was just in was just cre- was just turned into an older version, meaning a new version had come out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I could pay thirty nine dollars in upgrade, or I could pay forty nine dollars and get it under uh, at the Apple Store. Mm-hmm. And with that, I have a family sharing, so like everyone in my household could get legally get a copy of this without having to like you know do something squirrely with you know. Squirrely. With yeah. with copying a key code between computers, squirrely, yeah. I could just say, hey, you're in a family plan, you get to have this app. Yeah. Um, so I've moved most of the things. I think there's one app left that I have that's that's still a downloaded app. Um, but anyway, Windows 10, which released in July, in, in, in I think it was the last day of July, uh, mainstream support goes all the way to 2020. So I think, you know, if you're on Windows 7, yes, I think it's time to upgrade. If you're on Windows 8, you could wait a little while. I would if you're on Vista or Windows ME, it's time to no, give it up. Yeah, of course. <laughs> if you're on Windows 8, you should still upgrade. If, you know, I, yeah. If you if you have uh, like a Surface, you may, maybe might want to wait like a just for like the first update that when the Microsoft comes out, just to see if there's anything for um, improved. I guess tablet this, support. Well, is I was just about to say. Phones too? No, not yet. Not okay, yet. All right. So I was just about to say, if you're running, so let's back up. If you're running Windows 7 now, you probably need to upgrade but moreover you might need a new computer eh, i don't know about that well you know M- what microsoft has not changed the the minimum system requirements for windows no, no, in a long no, no time. but what i'm trying to say is is if you've got a computer that was launched in uh whatever date it was whenever windows 7 came out and that computer was the latest greatest 2009 2009 i think you're going from a computer that was debuted in 2009 to when it debuts in 2014 2015 so mm-hmm. you're going to have a better you're going to have a newer experience you know with that it used to be you really had if you were going from version 8 you know vista to 7 or from 7 to 8 you had to go buy new hardware i don't think that's the case with windows 10 Mm. so you don't have to but you may want to go get new hardware to just 
to have a snappier experience. Yeah. Plus, if you buy a new hardware, it probably comes with licensing. You know, so well. I mean, if you're if you're already getting the licensing for free, then th- there's really no reason not to. Yeah, I'm just I'm just yeah. You're right. I'm just saying you get that as a benefit of so of doing it. Some other things in Windows 10 that are new. There's a new the Action Center from Windows Phone is basically now in Windows 10. So there's all your notifications, all your uh, your quick settings are there, which is it's pretty cool. That that I, that kind of makes up for them taking away the charms bar from tablet users that don't like that going away. I'm sure desktop users are happy that the charms bar is gone, and I, I agree with that from the desktop perspective. The charms bar was dumb, but on a tablet it was actually pretty neat because it kept everything by your thumb, and that's kind of what the Action Center does. Um, the multitasking in Windows 10 is actually really cool, right? So they have like basically like expose in OS 10, or I guess they call it Mission Control now. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it takes so all your open windows and and just makes them up on the screen. That's expose, so yeah. There you go. You know. Yeah, I did see that on uh, even on my my VM. I was able to get some of that. Yep, and they implemented virtual desktops, which I actually haven't used yet, so I couldn't tell you how good that is. But you know, that's been in every operating system for years now, and you could download tools. I think Microsoft might have even made a tool that implemented Mm -hmm. maybe like a system internals tool. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean that was that was already in Windows if you wanted it to be. So what other what other things can we say about Windows 10? I mean, we we question Microsoft Edge. Well, my, the new browser, yeah. Edge. Yeah, you know, I still so, use Chrome. The Edge of browsers. Yeah. So, so Edge seems pretty yeah. cool. Um, not again, not as much for for a touchscreen, but it it is like a more modern browser in that it has it, it sandboxes itself like Chrome does. So it's mm-hmm. not gonna be as big of a detriment to like uh, a system as like IE could be. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I say, if you're on Windows Seven, definitely upgrade. It's time to go. If you're on Windows 8 and happy and not having a bad experience and everything works fine and there's nothing, no glitches or things that are going on, I, I could say you could wait unless you're the kind of person that just wants, you've seen the, the screenshots, you've seen videos, and you're like, okay, I, got, I want this. So I think at that point it's a voluntary, you know. I think that's absolutely true if you're on a tablet, right? What about if, if you're on a desktop, I think you should just go for it. But, yeah, well, definitely yeah. upgrade before... You have to start paying for it, right? right. Which yeah, is a that, year. that's a, that. So that's another good option. July 29th, do it now, so you don't have to pay for it later. Yep. Yeah. But regardless of what we say here, back up your computer. Yep. And so another thing that actually came out with Windows 10 was there was this big like, uh, what did they call it? Uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Uh, FUD article by I think Boy Genius Report, maybe some mm-hmm. other uh, news outlets that had said like Windows 10 is spying on everything that you do. Which is, it's not true. It's very misleading. That's it's in in the terms of service, they basically have the same uh, CYA clause mm-hmm. that every online service has, like Google Drive and probably Apple iCloud yeah. and all that stuff. It's basically just covering all the stuff that you keep in OneDrive. Um, there's a lot of settings whenever you first install Windows 10 that you can either press next and go. That's the express settings, or you say, mm-hmm. "Hey, let me customize this." Yeah. And in there, there's like these little sliders for, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna sync my settings across all of my computers. I wanna right. all this stuff that uses the cloud, right?" And Microsoft has to have these terms that say, um, "This information is being sent to us." Yeah, you know? I exactly. Mean, that's, because nothing, it is. That's how that works. We have no reason to believe at this point that it's being used for nefarious, yes, there's nefarious, nothing, there's nefarious, nefarious reasons. Nefarious. So, go with it. 
you know, still question, still go and not, maybe not take the express settings, maybe go ahead and actually go through the work it takes, because it does take work to go through. It's like five seconds. <laughs> well, I'm I mean, just, still, it's five seconds. Yeah. Uh, go through That's and five say, seconds, man. That, yeah. that may be five seconds to you, but it may be 15 minutes for someone who's... You know how many installs? Five seconds of... What? All the people, cumulatively... Oh, you mean the cumulative amount of time that those five seconds would yeah, take? Yeah, exactly. All right, That's Josh. a lot of time. That is a lot of time. And we're out of time. And we are. But this was Here a good on this podcast. podcast. What? Already? Already. Wow. It flew by just that fast. It's so exciting um, talking about Windows, isn't it, Will? You know what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would rush my to talk about how cool Apple Music is. Okay. Let's close out the show before <laughs> Will starts talking about Apple Music. Um Find us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher. Uh, we love ratings and reviews. Get us five stars. Uh, leave comments on our blog at takethenextturn.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, at Venue. Uh, you can comment on our post there. Get us questions. Uh, and check us out at www.venue.com. And we'll see you next week.